Welcome to Credit in the Straight World, Episode 2, which is technically Part 2 of Episode 1. And it's with Jem, also known as Jean Marie. She's a singer-songwriter based in Los Angeles, originally from San Francisco. I just recently caught up with her in L.A. while filming for my film, Credit in the Straight World, or I don't know what the title is going to be, if that's going to be it, but it's about the Nervous Breakdowns, which is the band that I am or am in or was in, and it's about the story of San Francisco, at least through music, at the times of 1996 through 2006. So without further ado, we're going to talk more with Jem, and also her new record has come out called On the Mend. It's available on Spotify, Apple Music. It's also available on cassette if you get to see her live, or you can order it off of a band camp. Um, In this episode, we talk about being dormant as an artist, coming back from dormancy. And we even talk about the amazing David Berman, who left us in 2019. So we'd like to dedicate this episode to him. So without further ado, I give you credit in the straight world with Jean Marie, episode two. Do you remember where we left off? Oh yeah, how you revived my corpse. Necromancy is uh, the, the... Our topic of discussion. Is, well, yes. We we're at necromancy. Uh, we're moving on to... Yeah, we played a show at Brainwash. I... Which was a lot That was an insane show. I'm sure they have... Um, they still have like comedy open mics. I'm not sure if they still have music there. Yeah, keep talking. <clears throat> or if it's even sh- just shut down, like a lot of the places that we knew. Is that? Um, Do you remember who you played with at that show? Yeah, this band called Merch, <laughs> and Kayla's band. What were you guys? Were you guys the Nervous Breakdowns then? Yeah. Kayla's always been the Nervous Breakdowns. But that was my first, that was the first Jean Marie show, and it was me playing uh, acoustic guitar and um, Jasmine playing drums. And we invited everyone we knew. I didn't know that. When they filled, I just remember there was a picture taken, and I was like, wow, there's a lot of people in that picture. And like a lot of people came out, and I remember just like 
I was like talking. Sometimes I'm just back then. I was just so filled with hubris about my abilities, <laughs> even though I hadn't been, I hadn't been playing for years, and I was like just telling. Everyone like, yeah, I'm playing music again. We have a show. It's at Raymond. You should come out. <laughs> but you guys were like, you had matching outfits. Did we? Yeah, you did. You guys were remember. beautiful. Like you look. Dang, I don't remember that. You you, you purchased it completely. I mean, my. Uh, as much as I don't remember mm-hmm. forcing you to do it, mm-hmm. which this isn't the first time. So I was like, yeah, you're like you're going to do this, mm-hmm. and I was like. I thought you just naturally drifted in. It's like, ooh, okay. And uh, I, that was an insane night for me too because I actually double booked myself for a gig <laughs> and I had to play at Argus Lounge or some shit. Oh, I don't remember where that is. Is that I, I lived like on, uh, what's that? That gay bar, not gay, but gay. Like everything's a gay bar in San Francisco. Um, I lived on top of. <sighs> this escaped me. Just past past Cesar Chavez, still there. The Roxy. No, no, no. El Rio. El Rio. And uh, it was sort of again. This is so bizarre to me. Like it was across the street from El Rio. I played a show there, but Jenny Hoyston um, from Knockout. No, it wasn't the Knockout. What? No, I lived on El Rio. Okay. But the show I had to play, I had to open acoustic for Jenny Hoyston from Serata, and she did. It was like it was like a country night or something, and I double booked myself. But I again, I'm not like a booker. But I'm just trying. I yeah. was like, fuck. <laughs> you just said yes. Like, Pi, my boyfriend at the time, got me the gig. I was like, oh, you'll open. I was like, oh, cool. I get to open for Grace Serrata, lead singer. Mm-hmm. I'm lead singer of Nurse Breakdown. So I was like, oh, shit. But I already booked it. So I literally finished my set, mm-hmm. launched down to Brainwash mm-hmm. to get your set. Mm-hmm. And merch was like never played a gig at all or something. Oh, that was his first show. Yeah. And I made it, and then Donnell sat and waited for me. Mm-hmm. So it was our nervous breakdowns had completely fallen apart. Mm-hmm. So it was just me and Donnell. So we're at this like lost stage, and we're like, how do we go on? And we kept going. And I was like, well, if we have to be, let's. And I remember... Showbiz, baby! (laughs) (laughs) The bass and glass stays in the picture. The drama is out. Jim Murray is in. Merch stands for what? I don't understand. Fine, they go first. There's a cello I don't understand. (laughs) But but, uh, I, I fucking like bolted all the way to that gig to catch her set. But I was like, you guys actually had matching outfits. And Jem was in white. Jasmine was in white. Jasmine's kit, I think, is white at this point. But I just remember everything matching, and I was so impressed. And it was so good. But hold on, you invented the band, Jean Marie. How yeah. did that 
how did you cons- so what I think I why did that happen I think that um, if I told you to play that show was it then yeah I think that there's like whenever it's something there's some sort of deadline or per, like show or space set aside then you get your shit together to like be prepared for it like I have a friend who is a painter but she doesn't really paint unless there's some sort of end goal. So I was like, let's do this zine fest this year, 2019 OC zine fest. And she was like, okay, I'm going to stay up all night and create pieces for this. So, I mean, some people need some sort of like focus in order to like channel their creativity and some sort of reason, I guess. Um, so when you're just kind of drifting and you're not sure whether are you a musician, like especially if there's like dormant periods of like several years, like do you have to be active in order to call yourself that? But um, it is such an esteem boost when someone outside of you remembers and says, yes, you are, and you're going to play the show. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's like, and you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you're welcome, biatch. So, um, yeah. but how did so Jean Marie so is in your real? Yeah, so Jean Marie is my legal name. Um, and then, what and you know you? what? I, I just wanted to say it's Jasmine's good taste that took us to that name yes. because I wanted to be called Civic Center. It was, you know, <laughs> no, I remember because it was gonna be like Gucci, right? I don't remember. No, I remember it was this. Be Gucci? No, maybe this was Jasmine's concept, which I thought was brilliant, and the, the for the time. Yeah. It was gonna call Civic Center. Yeah, that was. And you were gonna idea. use the Gucci logo, what you sees. Oh, like instead Chanel, of GC. Like, oh, you mean oh, or Chanel or something. Like, Chanel's, like, backwards C's. Anything. It was yeah. going to be designed in this way. It's called Civic Center, and it was... The logo would be this, but it had, wasn't designed yet, but I remember... And I, it was... I, maybe it was a brainwash, but it was this... Which is, I think, very healthy. Because you're being ambitious, mm-hmm. which is something I think we collectively all lack. Oh, There's a sense of ambition. You know, like, mm-hmm. dream big, man. Like... <laughs> Design the logo the same way we were just talking about this. I don't even remember that. But I do. Oh. And then we seem to remember half Different of our own things. truths. Yeah. You know, I have so. amnesia about a lot of things. <laughs> just got to block it out in order Why? to survive. I have amnesia. I choose not to remember things. It's like selective memory. Um, so yeah. Jasmine was like... Ixnay on the Ibix Center enter say. Yeah, she wanted to call it Jean Marie because she thought it better represented the type of music we were making. I think it's just because I have such a punk heart and I feel so like, you know, growing up in a, in a city that um, that part of me, like the toughness and like the sort of scrappiness, I guess, and um, all that had to be in the name, even though I was, like, playing gentle folk guitar and singing in a very wispy voice. But, um, yeah, Jasmine is a, is better at, like, um, big picture type of stuff and, like, what fits 
and um, having things make sense, um, like objectively. For me, it's like all subjective where all the chaos in my head, I'm like, what do you mean you don't understand? <laughs> so it's good to have bandmates where you trust their opinion and they can be like, mm, no. <laughs> so the Jasmine got you to Jean Marie. Yeah. It was her Yeah, fault. I felt... Even though like, it's her name. Yeah, I just thought it was too focused on me, like just naming it after yourself. It just seemed like egomaniacal or something, like because I wanted it to be inclusive of her um, as some sort of like group, group effort. But I mean, that's kind of like how PJ Harvey was in the 90s. It was a band. Before it was PJ Harvey. Sure, of course. No, I, I'm understanding this now in the present. So, I've uh, I've gigged with you as you guys as a unit, you and yeah. Jam, you and Jasmine. Jasmine, and then I and you rotated as a two piece. We were two piece, and then we started adding more people. Um, yeah, we had. Christopher Graybill, who's um, now in animation <clears throat> in Los Angeles, but um, he played with us. He played. He was one of Jasmine's. He worked with Jasmine, and um, she was like, "I know this guy. He's really nice. He's super sweet and gentle." Uh, that's like pretty much how. If you introduce anyone to me, you have to proceed it with that. Otherwise, I don't want to meet them. <laughs> Dead accurate version of Jasper, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, because I'm just, uh, I'm very selective or particular about um, who I spend time with. Um, but yeah, Jasmine knows the pe- type of people that I can chill with. Um, and she was like, I think he would be good in the band. And I was like, yeah, it's it was, it was very like spare with me and Jasmine because I played really minimal guitar. And she plays minimal drums, so like having any other player to kind of fill up, fill it up, would be a lot more fun <laughs> in general. Yeah, so he was in the band for a while. Then we had a fourth member, and then for and then it just kind of like fluctuated as all bands go. Not maybe not all bands, but if you're in a band that doesn't make money, and you have these shows, and then you start making friends, and they're like can I play with you or can I jump up on this song or can I play on this song? And then like certain people can't make certain gigs. Um, so it was, it was a little more porous, I think, um, as it went on and there was no money to be made. It was purely creative. So whoever was interested, I think, and we got absorbed into another band too. Like when we were trio, um, the Chinatown bakeries absorbed, the three of us into their band. It was awesome. Very San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, so when did you, you actually make were, a, what? No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> this is your show. No, it's not. <laughs> Drive the car. <laughs> get I'm us driving. To, get us to the destination. It seemed like you wanted the backseat drive on something. <laughs> tell me where to turn and I'll tell you whether to respond. Where are you going to ask me? Um, what were what were your motives and inspirations during this time? Um, I had the what you're going through yeah. with Chinatown Bakeries being observed. I am losing my members have all shifted. Mm-hmm. Everything has changed for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the only thing I really felt like I had going for me was my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. The only thing that kept me uh, anchored down in San Francisco was that I didn't feel connected to music. I didn't feel connected to the scene at all. I didn't. Uh, there was like a folk shift, mm-hmm. even when I played that mm-hmm. show opening for Daniel. So like, I love folk music. Mm-hmm. Did I? Feel like I belonged in it. No, I, and I, I could see like things were shifting. I was like, I could go one way or the other. Should I have a solo version of me? But all my solo exploits are, in fact, like demo versions of Nervous Breakdown songs. Are my demos? Lots of my demos are just folk or country song based. You just you step on a distortion pedal and it becomes a Nervous Breakdown song. But did I? I never felt like it was part of whatever was happening, mm-hmm. which seemed to be happening. Honestly, for me, I feel like it was happening for you guys. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't understand what's going on. And there was like a whole garage thing. I was like, I thought I was making garage music, but apparently garage music means like doing repetitive 60s beats and just like shimmying. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, uh, I love the Bay Area. I was like, it's so polarizing too. Where I was like, I don't know where I belong. And without my my bandmate shifting mm-hmm. and just being the leader, I just lost. I, it was like, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. Should I play harp now? I just, I don't know. I, I don't know why things are going the way they are. But it's out of my power. Um, but that's what I was going through when you're going through that I specifically remember that era I'm like bye as I drift off into the cloud well I tried booking things where it'd be yeah. like you know, people were like I'm not playing no mm-hmm. can't do it like I was like can we just have a versatile bill mm-hmm. and I knew I did play a show it was like one of the last shows I played before like I had a, a falling off Donnell and I was like well, now I just lost my bass player. Well, now I'm fucking solo again. I have to recru- I have to go from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Is it me? But I, I know it's not me, and I know what it is. And it's like that shift and not knowing how to how to operate that. It, and then I think it fell on me, and I, I felt really. I hated that I couldn't navigate it for everyone else. I understand giving up. Trust me. It's easy to because. The, but at that time, um, like things were just shifting. That's all. Yeah, but also, there's so little money to be made in music. Like, exactly, I and I, I in my mind, I was like, people money. thought we we're almost there. I was like, no, I, I can't give you money. I can't. I still yeah. feel this way. Like I can't give you money. Mm-hmm. You should get money. Mm-hmm. I can't give it. To you. I can't. I don't know how to write in a way like, but it's not really writing that makes you money, is it? It's marketing. And it's like, like you can't get by, and you can't make money on talent. There's a, you have, it goes with marketing or something. It like, unfortunately, that's where the money comes in. So I understand giving up completely. I understand, like, if I keep going, I'll never make money, mm-hmm. but I can't stop doing what I do. 
but it's absolutely everyone's... Uh, and it's not only money, it's that there's a lot of rejection. Like, trying to book a show, like, if you don't have a booker, and if you don't have, like, I don't know, PR or some sort of, like, yes. um, inside, like, tracks and connections to people... Well, that's also what I mean by money. It's... People get paid to do these things. They don't want to even talk to you if you don't have a draw. Draw used to be my problem. It's like, you have a draw. It's like, oh, now it's uh, <laughs> marketing. It's like, what do you look like? And I was there like, send, be, a, send a photo. It's like, there used what? to be bands that would ask, hey, do you want to play on this bill with us? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. And they'd be like, what's your draw? And I'd be like, inside I'd be like, fuck you. But I would be honest, I'd be like, five, which is the same thing <laughs> you. Let's be honest. It's going to be my mom, a cousin if you're lucky. If I'm dating anyone, maybe. Five is code for fuck you. <laughs> just, yeah. I'm just when I start yeah. looking at it, I'm just going to Embroider that on a pillow. <laughs> Yeah, so... Okay. What's your draw? What's your draw? What was your answer? Trust uh, I would just lie. If I was talking to a booker, I'd be like 50. <laughs> Add a zero to okay, it. Okay, so we kill Basel. Move it one decimal point to the so, right. No one's coming to our shows. But we're good. Like, okay. you're so good. I, I was... Beyond, I was elated with seeing... I, I remember seeing... Uh, I don't know if it was someone's party, but I remember... Um, Edinburgh Castle? Mm-hmm. Is it Edinburgh, right? Yeah, we played a show there. Yeah, and I was there, and it was so good. I'm but I liked it. seeing guys, and that, you know, when I I put a gun to someone's head and say, like, you better play a fucking, you're going to play a show. And then they start playing. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like I nurtured something, and then, yeah, for sure. then I go watch it, uh-huh. and I, I don't know if I was consciously, oh, I, I've never, like, why well, I started this, but it, it truly... When I put a gun to someone's head, if I ask someone to play a sh- you know, yeah. you should do this. Yeah. And you do it. It's truly because I'm a fan. Yeah. Uh, but a fan from before it becomes like a band or something. So naturally I'm going to go to do that show. But I remember going to the, mm-hmm. that show like, oh, they're so good. And being amongst like mm-hmm. my boyfriend, like, oh, they were so good. Or oh. inviting Donnell or something, mm-hmm. someone outside of it. Yeah. Like, Right? Like, yeah. Like, right, right. This is Am I good, the only right? one? <laughs> right, but it, you know, I don't know if it's just me yeah. when I ask someone to play, and I'm not, I'm not pop culture. I'm yeah. just, I, I would like to think I could curate great art, yeah. but when no money comes in, like, but I still believe that this yeah. is like top notch sales. You should be paying for this. It is important to have, um, supporters and people like yourself and that personal drive can only get you so far because there's so much rejection and there's so much criticism I just felt like making music from like a vulnerable I can't even say the word vulnerable place it's hard like writing personal songs and having people just come up to you when you're done playing a show and being like you should sing louder, or you should play guitar in this way. Like, um, it's always like, instead of that, it's never, it's 
it's hard it's hard to absorb the thing the supportive things because the things that rankle you are the ones that will sit with you longer and sort of like impede any sort of like stability you have or foundation as like a fledgling artist and it's it can be defeating to play music um it can be defeating because um I don't know if it's any different now, but I remember. I do like, like there's to your sexism. Point, there was there's like, that, but just getting like going through this whole shit, getting off stage, right? Yeah, and, and just like being critiqued by how are you? Sing louder. What sort of credentials? Do You're you really have? good. I think you guys recorded like a. Oh yeah, we recorded like a EP. You weren't a, something yeah but it wasn't your Jean Marie first record it was these floating sort of it was you used to burn discs and shit and send them out yeah or hand them to friends yeah that was sort of the the way you had music then it was before streaming so you would burn little CDRs make art Jasmine drew the cover it's like this pirate ship and like we would staple them together and like make them at home and have them at shows and give to people. Um, <clears throat> but people remember that EP. Like, the people who... Um, I completely on- do. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> but I loved it. Um, yeah, people latched onto it. Um, like, one of my friends... Um, like, I made it a recording this year. And he's like, it reminds me of the first Jean Marie EP. I was like, holy shit, that artifact. <laughs> That's crazy that it's, like, in people's consciousness and like do you still have it no if i want to listen to it it's like on pandora or something does anyone have it um i'm i might have it on a dead like but i loved it i think it was just me and jasmine yeah it is just you and jasmine and And it's so good it's maybe the best thing you guys ever did (laughs) yeah maybe can't can't talk i have the same problem now (laughs) can't talk no, you can gonna, top it, but I just mean, just like, playing, there is something about that, like, knowing less than you know now. Yeah. How did that, you know, for that guy, like, it reminds me of, mm-hmm. which is a compliment yeah. to, or is it? that but then there's okay so you recorded it 
You burn discs on your computer, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I did. Yeah. So you got to uh, distributing uh, these burnt copies at shows. Yeah. You start gigging. Yeah. And then what happens after that? What happens after that is like band members filter in and out and then eventually Jasmine leaves too. Like with any band, there's like interpersonal dynamics and um, like there was a period where she and I were talking even though we <laughs> shared a cubicle wall. We both worked at Pandora at the time. Oh my it was like, God. A, like a dark summer. <laughs> but I mean, we're super besties now. I mean... Long friendships have like moments, and um, you gotta you gotta have a good communicator in the friendship, which Jasmine is. God bless her. <laughs> um, yeah, she's she's the one that mended everything. Um, and then she eventually left, and then it was just me and a piano player for a while. Chris, one of like the people that came on board early left. Um, yeah, so it was just me and Alex and Kefir. And then I moved to Oakland, and I I was in other bands. I was in a band called Family Tree, which was like um, sort of like a couple members of Chinatown Bakeries started doing other music. It was me and this guy, Arvell. Um, I was in a band called Wyman and Spirit Children, um, and I was in Jeanery, and oh, and I was in Chinatown Bakery. So there were other there were other pots on the stove that had um, better contents in the pot, <laughs> and like and, then, and like you know uh, you know you go with the band that gets more shows and like. I feel like for Chinatown Bakeries, John worked really hard at booking shows, and we would play out a lot. And it's like so much easier sometimes to be a side person in a band and not have to do all the grunt work and deal with all the rejection, and um, and just like go to the practices and go to the shows. It can be really like liberating to approach music from a way where you're kind of um, you don't have to deal with the administrative. Um, <laughs> so you did your first record oh mine as Golden like Cherries. solo oh yeah I was just kind of like oh I was playing a lot of solo shows then when I lived in Oakland um like people would invite me to their like punk punk band shows and I would be like the solo folky who opened up <laughs> Or I think I think a lot of it was that people I met people and they knew I played music and it was like pretty it was more open I think um, yeah and then I started meeting people through Pandora who played music and like made their own records and um, it just seemed so accessible like people had home studios like I met. Um, someone who could sort of engineer for me. I just kind of like, is this guy Graham? I call him Golden Graham. I don't know if he still goes by that name. He was in Rogue Wave, and um, he he worked at this place. He lived at this space called Bobot, 
um, where a lot of artists live in West Oakland. And I, I would see him around and ask him if he could record my album. He's like, yeah. So that's how it happened. The it was first more, I heard. Yeah. I, I was just meeting a whole lot more people in Oakland who were just kind of like scrappy and um, like makers and people who like whatever they talked about they were already working on and it was finished <laughs> and then they were on to the next thing and everyone was doing like eight things so it was a super creative like um, fertile period for me and there were people who wanted to help people who were like can I play on this album? Like, can I produce this? Can I, um, yeah. That was a really good record. Thank you. I, oh, you're <laughs> it's like a mutual appreciation society. <laughs> yeah. Well, I ended up covering a song from it. Oh yeah. That's right. New York city. No, yeah. I live in New York city. Yeah. You're here temporarily. Yeah. It's still like, that song still bumps me out. I mean that in like a compliment. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is a bummer. I <laughs> this love is, it. This is devastating. Like, yeah. Um, and then you made another record. Yeah, then I made another made, record. And since then you have yeah. yeah. And then now you just made a new record. Yeah. So there was like a 10-year dormancy, like a whole decade. So you did see Red Pocket, which also was great. Yeah. These are all on Spotify. And yeah. then you just did. Yeah. What's the name of your new record is? It's called Lean. 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 Why did you call it that? Oh, my God. So many, so many reasons. Um, it is both a noun and a verb. So, like, it can be passive, meaning the appearance of something. Um, or it can mean, or it can be active, in action, it's about trimming fat. A lot about being a musician is jamming econo, man. It's about how you're not going to make a lot of money, or at least on the level that we are on. There's so little money, and if anything, it costs money, which is really depressing. But if, you, if you're a lifer, you'll understand it once you reach a certain point and be okay with it. It's hard and really frustrating when you're young because, you know, America feeds you this mentality that if you just work hard enough, your dreams will come true, which, do you agree or disagree with that? I agree with it, but I think um, America has nothing to do with art, and I think art is international, I think across the globe. But there is so no has, country. It has to transcend capitalism. I mean, what what country embraced their artists at their, In their delicate lifetime. stage? But <laughs> yeah, no one Nobody. has. We're we're international losers. <laughs> no, I mean that in a good way. That. Like we're not. I love that. I belong we, to that club. Yeah. So when you watch, no boundaries. You know, when you study the masters, but when I, when I went, went, being in, like, a trained artist and, like, studying the masters or something, like, you know, you think it's like, oh, this most brilliant painting, and everyone, everyone dies, not famous, but commissioned, Mm -hmm. but they weren't, they were paid to do what they 
what they could do, mm-hmm. right? They weren't treated like kings and queens, which they should, artists mm-hmm. should be treated like, like you are now the forefathers of like painting or mm-hmm. all these people die. Uh, I'm famous, but, takes, but these are Italians. Yeah. These are Greeks. These are like, so to so your question about Americans is like, yeah, I, I, but I do think when you apply yourself as a business person, but you know, as artists, we are not business people. No culture embraces art. It's so intangible and like, whatever decree anyone makes to start a country the artist is never taken but if we get into ancient uh, I think cultures maybe right they're held to higher they're more cherished right? I think it, for me it has more to do with like centuries how we treat people like us we're America is not even the problem. It's my point. This is a bigger problem. It's not about our economy. But because we live in America, we have to economize our art Mm -hmm. and figure out how to do it. This is the problem and how to not... This is what I I think is happening. Because even me, like, I'm trying to finish this film. Like, how do I pay for it? Also, not make the best of losing money mm-hmm. for my art. And that's like a sad thing to say. Like, how do I make the best of losing my money? Mm-hmm. You're never going to win, mm-hmm. but you might, it might take off. And that is the reason why, like, I think you should always try. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I, I'm so glad you started making me cause you have like a, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Which it's you do not, that all the time. I know. You're like, I'm not, like, I've texted you, like, can't you hear me? I'm not making these. No. I don't, don't want to talk about this. Yeah. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Well, the thing is, like. But I get it. There are different things that can um, foster happiness in life. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, there are times when it's like. I mean, I look at, I'm looking at you, like, I, I got you. Yeah. I'm on your, I, yeah. trust me, it's <laughs> It's a humiliating yeah, it is terrain, like, yeah. but then it's a life when of like, masochism how's Jam doing? Like she's not making music. Yeah. Like, what? I was like, you don't understand. Yeah, sometimes you I understand call, it. Sometimes you gotta quit. Yeah, I get it, and that's totally fine. And um, let other you can during those times. It's like if you're burnt out, don't keep going. Just stop. And just, like, watch other people Well, that's, it. like, interesting, because, like, you, like, the, the burning out mm-hmm. version, right? So, you, uh, it, it is, like, going back to the, you got off stage, and it's like, you know, why don't you sing on her? Yeah. That shit burns you out. you differently than how and that's, you so that's really like, how is Jam doing? She's not, because, like, why? I was, like, just fucking burn out, man. <laughs> I fucking get it. Like, yeah. I'm burnt out. So, like, yeah. what did you think? You think we yeah. run on fucking endless sources of energy? Yeah. There's no money. There's little reward. There's... The rewards of anything... It's not... Listen, it's not even zero money. It's... Negative. It costs yeah, you. It costs it's money. It's negating. It's mm-hmm. to even record music. Yeah. Like, these fucking microphones I had to pay for. Yeah. You... Not you, part of my... Like, no one's funding this. I had to... 
How do I make music at home alone? Yeah, so... My record label didn't give me these microphones. Yeah, so, like, if you're booking your own tour or whatever, like, it's not lucrative. You're going to pay gas money to go there. You have to buy, like, your Airbnb or whatever for the night. You get $15, (laughs) (laughs) $30. And, like... Then you and that's to, coming out of your drink ticket. Yeah, like, oh, and then you no, have you to pay for your meals, and then, you know, whatever else you decide to do when you're not at home eating toast. <laughs> 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 so, like, the difference is, like, you know, back then, you can, you can, like, just coast on dreams for a long time, especially when you're young, because you feel you're invincible, and you believe that your ship will come in or whatever. But as, like, an older person where you have to, like, be really pragmatic about your finances, then it's, like, you look at the numbers and it's, like, okay, so if I play the show out of town, I'll actually lose, you know, $125 and, you know, make very little. So that's why I can't play this show. (laughs) Um, But also it can... You can take it from a different standpoint where instead of hoping that someone else will be your benefactor, whether it's a label or like some secret source of money, (laughs) that, you know, you work your day job, you save your money to do the things that you dreamt of for yourself and you are your own funder. It's kind of like, it can be kind of defeating to put it that way, but, um, if they're your vision, someone has to pay for it and support it. And if no one else is, you do. It's kind of like I put out this this cassette by myself, like self-released it this year, sort of to have like a little physical thing to hand people to be like, hey, I'm still active. Like I'm not gonna wait around and hold my breath for a producer or engineer. Like I recorded it myself, it sounds like fill in the blank, you can make your own opinions about the fidelity of it. But, you know... And then, on your... Like, you... People... Do you want the easy path of, like, waiting for something that'll never happen? I think I waited for a long time for some sort of, like, um, paved road to open up before me. And sometimes there are opportunities where, like, for instance, Kale will be like, hey, you have a show, write some songs, and then... That's like, you know, a leg up. But sometimes those kind of like fizzle out. And what are you going to do during that time? One of my weird points. My points are all weird. Um, Oh, I think I want to make one more point in that. Like if you're a solo solo artist um, or solo musician, music can be super insular and like it is important to like be with people and that's one of the reasons why I decided not to do it anymore because it it was so like I felt like I was a loner for long enough and I wanted to be out in the world and to be in to spend time with other people and do things and just kind of like experience um have shared experiences and um Maybe being in a band, you're more able to have shared experiences, but, like, I 
few years ago, it was like such a solo endeavor. Now I love it. Now that I'm back, I'm like, cool, time alone. <laughs> but um, I never it, want you to leave. But <laughs> you tend to leave whenever, yeah. and I respect you for that. Yeah. You give up, but I do give you just up. explain. Yeah, I I can elaborate on on the the pleasures of giving up. No, you know, you you said when you're running for me, you said the, my favorite quotes was it was so inspirational, which is like my favorite thing is quitting. Yeah, because uh, I tried to quit my job and I was like, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like, when you cut off, I was like, I don't have to quit my job. It's like it's stronger. amazing. It's my favorite. Just quit. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I quit, <laughs> it was like, I quit so yes. many jobs. <laughs> I quit. Yeah. So whenever people are like, do you like your job? Or like whatever I'm doing at the time, I, you know, I don't elaborate when I don't know them too well because inside, the heart of a quitter. I was in a band called Quitters. Did you know this? No. Yeah. What year? <laughs> uh... 20, 2017 through 2018. Hmm. And I quit. <laughs> I was like... Were you the, the front person? Yes, band? I, I'm always the front band. person. But I couldn't... Band. I had no... Contr- front person doesn't mean shit, by the way. I thought I meant manager. Nope. Well, it's funny you should say... I'm not going to get into it because there's like... Uh, we had a band meeting... How does it affect you, that word? Band meeting. Fucking shoot me. Right? Yeah, I think it's the word. We had a band meeting, people. and it was like, uh, okay. Anyway, there's a band called Quitters. We're not going to get into this. So, uh, your new record is out now as yes. of last week on a cassette tape. It is streaming on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. It's on Apple Music too. Yeah, you can find it there. Shit, cool. Yeah. Well, um, I have a clue. Like I've closer. I have a miscellaneous list of questions. Sure. They're very short. Okay. Wrapping this up in a minute. Rapid um, fire. What? Rapid fire round. <laughs> no meandering. Uh, uh, trust. <laughs> trust me when a gay man asks. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I wanted to talk about my date last night, but I guess that's not on my closing questions. How did it go? It was, it, it wasn't bad. It was just bad. Um, oh, I, I know. I was going to talk about aging. Did You're you? aging in LA versus <laughs> New York City. Aging in LA. Do you have a boyfriend? No. I, I don't either. You're like my I tr- I'm trying. <laughs> Should we try it all? Do men, do, do they get it all? Like... I don't have a boyfriend now. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, you just wait. Yeah, just... I keep hope in my heart. I light a candle. I stare out the don't window and look at the castle like in the distance. Don't say shit like that. That's horrible. Don't do that. Don't talk like that. Don't talk like that. No, actually, I just watched A Quiet Passion with Emily Dickinson, the <laughs> Emily Dickinson biopic. Towards the end of, her light, end of her life, she decides to only wear white. And stand at the top of the stairs when visitors come and want to visit her. And she just says the harshest things down the stairs to the visitor. 
and they don't get to see her face. She just stands in like the jam of the doorway <laughs> and just like says like cruel things to them. So, you know, I have new new role models now. I, I don't need Prince Charming. I could be a I don't either. I, I mean, I just... Lady in white. Uh, last point. This is uh, the 25th year anniversary. I've lived through this. Oh, wow. This year. Did that album affect you in any way at all? Or do you have anything yeah, to say about it? Yeah, it did. And it I like, found that even when I went to... S- Black Belt Eagle Skull, mm-hmm. KP, she, that was her record that made her playing music. And to think, like, she doesn't make, mm-hmm. live through this, like, but that was what made her play music. She has a whole thing she could say about that. But yeah, it, it was This year, a- I'm like, it affected me. Mm-hmm. And I know it, I suspect it affected you somehow. Yeah, she so do you have so anything great. to say about that? Having, uh, you know, um, opinionated woman say things that resonate with you and I don't know spin and Rolling Stone that's not just like you know pandering to wh- whatever journalist is interviewing her and just being sort of um, saying things that are are you know not contrary just having a like a woman who who is just, like, so smart and wordy, like, sort of make her way into, like, dumb magazines like that was so great. But that record is just, like, you know, there's all this grunge, like, Soundgarden and Nirvana and Pearl Jam, but they were, they were for the dudes. Nirvana was good, like, people are going to hate me for saying Nirvana was good. Nirvana was great. Um, They're good. I agree. <laughs> I'm a girl. Yeah. I'm well, a girl I, with a beard. Yeah. It's like, well, no. They were yeah. good. Yeah. But um, they weren't whole. Yeah. So just having having poppy songs that were just like really well produced and like that whole album is just like a masterpiece. And I and I just remember that there were girls or there was this one girl at my school who was, like, in the audiovisual club, like, after school, like, just playing whole songs on a guitar. And I was like, holy shit, like, this, these songs are playable. And if this girl can figure it out, I can figure it out, too. And just, like, seeing them on, like, SNL or whatever, and just seeing, like, her chord changes, um, you're like, this is, this is really incredible. And, like, um... You know, it's not like a gender thing. Like, I'm not trying to present it as, like, that. But um, a lot of women put a lot of thought into visual presentation. And that matters to me because I like to be visually stimulated. Sometimes watching dude rock bands where all five dudes wear kind of the same uniform is really boring. (laughs) Like... Let's just call it out. Um, so when you see people who have a sort of cultivated aesthetic, and I know she's been criticized for cribbing it from other bands, but, you know, artists steal. And, you know, if you have the platform to do it, present it to the kids who can only access, access you know, the magazines in the supermarket. So, I mean, she brought a lot of ideas 
to like a bigger audience and you know respect any questions <laughs> any follow-ups are you just gonna watch your instagram television stories this is, is an instagram television story that's how old i, am. I, I just don't even know what they're called insta stories something that has a visual <laughs> since this is anything but then that would be it do you have any closing statements um yeah questions comments yeah music music is not for the faint of heart you really have to love doing it at the cost of like your financial health and your physical health i i'm not i'm not sure i would encourage it in people and i don't mean to be like pessimistic about it like it it can be very like rewarding to the soul but like um pragmatically like um a way where you have to think about how you're going to support yourself um like i i wish that there was more of like that that thought process like when i was a younger artist Am I disillusioned by the American dream I was fed? <laughs> you can't shake your head on a podcast. <laughs> you <have to laughs> use your words. <laughs> I, I was like, shook his head my now. shaking head was like, damn. It was <laughs> Silent like, reverence. no, you're not right. <laughs> it was my, uh, uh, it was my, uh, Scholarhood. It wasn't my. It wasn't my gay. Like no, she didn't. Yeah, I just want to end with like music is a rough, a rough road. Even if you're successful, like I mean, one of my heroes I adopted this year was David Berman. From he put out this great record called I mean, Purple Mountains. His new band and his new record and like. <clears throat> yeah, this and it's like, oh great! He came out of he came out of dormancy of like eleven years to make a record. Like I can come out of like a ten year lapse and like release something. He's my hero. But you know, it's rough. Like even when you have relative success, like to me, he's successful. But to himself, but to himself, he had a different conception. So. Uh, so, you know, music is, it's a rocky path. You should, you should interview people who are more successful in music to counter this interview. That's boring. <laughs> That's boring. But. Yeah. Oh, and so I want to, I mean. Like, on, you were talking about this when you first came in here, but. Yeah. I, I adopted this him. He was my hero for this year. I like, if David Berman can do it. And he has way more reservations, and like he had a great band, and he decided to not do it for a long time, but he decided to come back. Oh, well, he's a fifty-something-year-old. That's great because I mean, people who are older—that's not really encouraged. It's not really glam anymore. Like when you reach a certain age, your peers or your friends have kids they're not going to come to your like show at a dive bar that doesn't start till 11 p.m like they have better things to do um so it is like it's like a huge personal 
leap or risk to keep doing it. And like, I'm really bummed that I don't get to cash in on my ticket. My ticket was refunded. <laughs> like You had tickets. I had a ticket. I was going to see a show and like stand at the stage and be in the same room. It didn't matter if he was a good performer or not. It was like a great album and he's a poet. Like his What words, did you like about him? That his um, perspective was wry and like his songs were jokes and but profound at the same time and he had a view on life that I could relate to like he was also self-deprecating um but it was through a humorous lens where you're like he's my buddy he's my self-hating buddy <laughs> and these songs are really upbeat so all this sort of darkness is catchy I love that combo Catchy darkness. Yeah, he's a master. Um, will you play a song? Yes, you will. What the shit? You didn't <laughs> warn me about this. Yeah. Well, why would I do um, that? You have to sit on my bed and play a song. Okay. Well, it won't be for first. the podcast. That's over. Okay. Good. <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna we're closing our podcast. This is the end. Uh, we talked about everything we just talked about, and now you're going to play a song at your request. Yeah, um, gun to my head, <laughs> little finger gun. So thanks for coming to New York, and we'll see you in LA because yeah. I'll have to interview for my film. Yeah, um, probably like. February or something okay. like that. Yeah, come um, come when it's like winter doldrums here. LA, for sure. Yeah, LA. Fucking hate New York. It's always it's like once lo- I give up on myself, weather. it's time to go visit you. Yeah, <laughs> it's mono weather out there. Okay, so you're gonna sit on my bed and play a song. Okay. And I'm gonna record it and I'm gonna upload it somewhere else. Okay, I'm not. But I'm not prepared. But I'm no, gonna, don't I'll be prepared. Do I don't want you to prepare. Guns ahead. Signing off. Radio's on, feeling alright Cruising the strip on a Saturday night Smiling I wave and I hide all my pain But the sign on my bumper gives me away Honk if you're lonely tonight If you need a friend to get through the night Flash of your price, honk if you're lonely.